Everybody go ahead and take about 30 seconds and lift up uh, the name that's above every name in this place today. Come on, I dare you to throw your hands in the air and declare the name that causes demons to tremble. The name that causes cancer to be healed. The name that causes the wind to be still and the waves to obey. I dare you to shout the name that drives depression back into hell. That tells fear that it has to leave. Somebody shout Jesus, shout Jesus, now somebody give him a great praise in this. Woo, come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. When you don't know what else to pray, just say the name. When you don't know what else to say, just declare the name of Jesus. My, 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 you understand that the name Jesus is the ultimate revelation of who he is. They understood him as Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rofika, Jehovah Shalom, Elohim, El Shaddai, El Elyon. Uh, they always tried to associate God with who he was. But how many of you understand that the name Jesus is the ultimate Jehovistic compound? J-E-S-U-S. In Hebrew it would be Yeshua, which simply means Jehovah has become our Savior. When you say Jesus, you've said everything. When you, I wish I was in the right church on Mother's day uh, when you shout Jesus uh, you're talking about the prince of peace uh, the lion uh, and the lamb uh, you're talking about the bright and morning star uh, the root out of Jesse uh, the wheel in the middle of the wheel uh, you're talking about the great I am uh, the mighty counselor uh, the mighty God uh, Somebody lift your voice and declare his name is Jesus. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the first and he's the last. What's his name? What's his name? One more time, lift up your voice and declare it all over. Hallelujah. High five about eight people on the way to your seat. Uh, tell them I'm not Jesus only. Uh, tell them I'm Jesus everything. I'm Jesus everything. From the top of my head to the sole of my feet, I'm Jesus. Amen. Amen. You mess with me, I'll preach Jesus. Amen. Go into a Sunday school class. They, you turn everything into Jesus. I wish I had some radical believers in the building. Sitting at your job saying, how did you do that? I did it in Jesus' name.
You teach in preschool at a secular school, it don't matter what they hand you, you just preach Jesus. They hand you Mother Goose, you say, mm, talking about Mother Goose. Jack been nimble. Jack be quick. Jack jumped over the candlestick. But when he jumped over, he had to say, Jesus. <laughs> See, now Mary, Mary had a lamb, but the lamb's name was. You excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Are you really excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. We are so excited. You can be seated. What a privilege and an honor it is to have all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us today. Church, would you help me put your hands together one more time and welcome all of our guests? We can do a little bit better than that. Help me make some noise and welcome all of our guests to the house of the Lord today. What a privilege it is to have you, especially on Mother's Day. I can't think of a better way to celebrate our mamas than right here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So good to see each and every one of you looking good in that Mother's Day outfit today. Amen. And uh, it, is, it is so good to have uh, the entire Collins family with us on this Mother's Day today. Oh, yeah, so good to have Brother Collins here this week and, of course, Sister Collins and Sister Sierra. And they brought the boys this week, the men this week. It's so good to have Brother Isaac Collins with us this morning and, of course, Brother Devin Collins in the house of the Lord. One more time, help me show them some love today. Amen. And uh, we are grateful for everything that the Lord is doing in this place. And I personally want to take a brief moment to give great, great honor to every mother that is in this house today. I think all of the mamas ought to just remain seated. And I think everybody else ought to stand to our feet one good time and give a standing ovation Come on, help me do it. Give a standing ovation to all of the mamas that are in the building this morning. Amen. We love you. If there was no you, there wouldn't be us. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful and uh, so very grateful. Uh, I want us to stand all over the house as we prepare for the word of the Lord and uh, just... A brief reminder for every mama in the building immediately after the service. Uh, we've got something special for you as you leave the lobby this morning. And uh, just a token uh, for us to say how much we appreciate you today. And um, I believe that God has prepared something special for this house today. As we are honoring mothers, and as I just mentioned, all of the mothers in this house, it would be remiss of me to uh, not take a moment to say how much that first lady means to my boys and I as the mother in our home. And uh, honey, I love you so very, very much. 
You're the best. You're the best. Thank you for blessing me with two of the most amazing young men a man could ever ask for and for being such a powerful voice of influence and helping them to become the great men they are today. And while you do all of those things so gracefully, you steal all that in a bag of chips and a box of donuts. And um, one of the things that I greatly appreciate about the first lady of this house is her walk with God. Amen. She is a praying woman who is anointed powerfully by God. And God has blessed her with uh, tremendous wisdom, tremendous insight, and a powerful voice of anointing. And as we were approaching this week and this weekend, uh, felt such a, uh, uh, a nudge of the Holy Ghost to have her speak. And um, y'all don't even realize that she is one of the most prolific preachers in the country. Y'all just don't get to hear all the sermons here all the time. <laughs> and uh, as I was feeling, uh, wading through, feeling after direction, uh, one, one evening she said, babe, God showed me something in the word of the Lord. And she started to share a thought that God, and I said, my God, that's, a mo that's Mother's Day. That's got Mother's Day written all over it. And... Uh, I don't know about you, but I have felt incredible anticipation all week long concerning what God wants to do in the next few moments. How many of you think it would be all right if we just had a Holy Ghost takeover on Mother's Day in the house of the Lord? I can't think of a better way. Would you help me put your hands together one more time? Give God a great big praise as the first lady of this house comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us. Come on, honey. We love you. Praise the Lord. You may be seated for just a little bit. <laughs> I too would like to give honor to every mother in the house. I would like to give acknowledgement and <clears throat> honor to every child in the house that may have lost a mother. And also to every mother who does not have children. I salute every lady in the house. Because <laughs> you still have that mother in nurture about you. You still have that mother in fight about you. But God put it in you, and we're going to talk about that today. Amen. Thanks be to the Lord Jesus. I count it an honor to stand before you today. Thank you, honey, baby, bishop. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me this opportunity. I know uh, all week long he's been telling me, you got this. You got this. It's in you. Just He's been my biggest fan, Sister Tabitha. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's all stand for the entrance of the reading of the word. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. 
2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Okay. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house, in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. It came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed, or the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Verse number 8, right here. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. Great right there means she was a woman of status. She was a woman of influence, probably wealthy. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, because she was a godly husband or a godly wife, she, she checked in with her husband about everything. She ain't going to go doing her own thing and, and, and use that saying, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. That wasn't this little lady. Can I get an amen in the house? She said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. In other words, please, honey, can we do this? And let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. Today, for just a few moments on this beautiful Mother's Day, I'd like to talk today about a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. Can we put our Bibles down and pray? Lord Jesus, we love you. Savior, we honor you today, O King. Lord, you, O God, be the center of all we do in this house. Open our hearts today, Jesus, that we may receive your word with gladness. God, that we may be doers of your word and not just hearers only. Let this seed fall on good ground, oh God, for your glory, oh Savior. Open our eyes, Jesus. Minister to me as you minister through me, oh Lord. We are careful to give you all glory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm excited to be in the house of God today. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> And I'm excited to share with you what God gave me, and I pray that I can give it to you the way he gave it to me. Amen. Okay, so to build, I'm just going to talk to y'all just like I would my kids. All right? Because y'all did such a, a great job of making me cry this morning <laughs> and honoring me and showing me love. And I feel that not just today, but every day from you precious people of God. So thank you. 
So with that, we're just going to talk, okay? We're just going to go to story time here. <laughs> to build a little bit of foundation of where I would like to end up today, we've got to go back to 2 Kings chapter 2, if you have your Bibles. And Sister Camille, if you can, just follow me as, as you can. I'm not expecting to, for you to just read my mind, but... So, there were two prophets in the Bible, Elijah and Elisha. So, sometimes we wonder who came first, Elijah or Elisha. So, if you're ever in Bible trivia, I'm going to help you out right now. Elijah came first. Elijah is spelled with a J. Elisha is spelled with an S. One way to help you remember that is J comes first in the alphabet. Okay, so now you know, Elijah was first, and then Elisha. We go back to 2 Kings chapter 2, and it came to pass, verse 1, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, this is interesting, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. So Elijah's telling Elisha, just stay here. Please, I pray thee means please, I'm asking you. Just stay here. But see, Elisha was after a double portion mantle. So he wasn't going to sit there and let the man of God say, you know what, it's all good, I got it, I'll, I'll do it by myself. Elisha wasn't that guy that said, are you sure? Are you sure, Bishop? You got that? Because, you know, in his mind he's thinking, I really want to go home and take a nap and eat dinner. But, you know... But that wasn't Elisha. He wanted that double portion. He didn't, he didn't even hesitate. He looked at Elijah and he said, what did he say? <laughs> he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went on to Bethel. That happened one time. Then we go on to verse 3. The prophets, the sons of the prophets there, they start talking to Elisha, and they're like, hey, you know, <clears throat> your predecessor, he's getting ready to be taken up today. And if you read that scripture, Elisha basically says, yeah, I know. Let's not talk about it. He's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. So they do what they got to do in Bethel, and that was one time. So then Elijah looks at Elisha and says, okay, now the Lord's sending me to Jericho. But tarry here, I pray thee. Number two, twice, please stay here. Without hesitation, Elisha comes back and says, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he goes with him. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. So in time number three, well, if you read the, the verse in between there too, the sons of the prophets say there too, hey, you know that. Your predecessor's getting ready to take off. He's off the scene. He's getting ready to be caught up in a whirlwind. That's my BJW version, okay? If it's up there, you could read it. Yeah. And once again, Elisha said, hey, yeah, I know. Just let's not talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Has that ever happened to you? Like sometimes I, I remember and, and here again, I'm just talking to his family here. When my, my dad was sick for 17 years before he passed away, he passed away at the age of 59. Very young man. He had multiple sclerosis. But as he was getting older, he started to, I was the only one at home at the time. So he started saying, hey, I need to show you where my life insurance policy is. And I, am I the only one that would ever say, dad, I don't want to talk about that. 
and you're getting ready to leave me. He knows he is. I know he's, I don't want to talk about it. So I could see, I could see Elisha sitting there like, yeah, I know. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, they go. Then the Lord tells Elijah to go to Jordan. And yea, three times he tells Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. Stay here, please, don't go with me. And Elisha said, didn't even hesitate again, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I'm going. I don't know, some of you that are feeling something there, do some digging, do some praying. There's something about obtaining that double portion mantle. Amen. Okay, so there's that little history there. They go over to Jordan. As they're heading over to Jordan, there's a river. And they need to cross the river. So Elijah takes his mantle, verse number 8, wraps it together, smokes the waters. They divide hither and thither, and the two of them went in. Once they pass over to Jordan, then Elijah looks at Elisha and says, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. We go into verse 11. They keep walking and talking. And as they're walking and talking, here comes the chariot of fire and the horses of fire and the whirlwind or tornado or whatever you want to call it, which it seemed like we almost had a couple of those this week here in Fort Myers. <laughs> that wind was pretty strong. And Elijah's taken up. We're going to drop down here to verse 14. And he, talking about Elisha, he takes the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And he smoked, because see, Elisha needed to get back over the waters. So he gets that same mantle that fell. He smites the waters. When he smites the waters, he says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted thither and hither, and Elisha went over. Maybe possibly that was Elisha's way of like, hey, I need to know if I received this double portion or not. <laughs> I need some confirmation. <laughs> he smote the waters, waters parted. So he's like, okay. Well, not only did he see it, if you look at verse 15, the sons of the prophets, which were there, saw it as well. So they then said, okay, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha as well. We're going to drop down. So that, that happened. Okay, mantle, Elisha, the waters part. Then we go to verse 19, Jericho's healing water. There was water that wasn't good. So Elijah, Elisha goes, says, get me a new cruise and put some salt in there. And let's, thus saith the Lord, I have healed the waters. And bam, the waters are healed. The waters become good and clean. And the Bible says to this day, these waters are still good and clean. Miracle number two. Okay. Then there's something in there that I think that was just establishing some, some spiritual principle. Because then we go, and I was kind of hesitant about talking about this because, you know, there's kids in the building. But we're just going to say it. Verse 23, he went up from thence into Bethel. Now, Bethel, you need to understand, at that time was a chief seat of idolatrous cow worship. So there was a lot of idolatry going on there. So there were some little children out in the city. They started to mock the man of God. They started to tell him, go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. 
So more than likely, those children were servants of Baal. So don't get it wrong. He wasn't just cursing kids that were having a bad day, okay, <laughs> and being and teasing. He, he curses the kids, and there came forth two she-bears, two female bears, and mauled them all, 42 children. Okay? So, I don't know. This is my, the mantle on the waters was proven to himself and the sons of the prophets, who, who now he is. The healing of the water, if you read in verse 15 there, those were the, the, the sons of the city. So it was proving to the city the power and anointing that was now in him. And then to that, the children, or really the spirits of Bill, he's proven in the spirit, hey, I'm walking in authority. I'm walking in the power God's given me. Amen. Now we're going to skip over to 2 Kings chapter 4. So Elisha's now been on the scene for a little bit. There cries a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. Her husband died. The collectors are coming. We, we know the story. Most of us do. They're coming to take her son, sons as bond, bondmen. So she goes to Elisha and says, what am I going to do? Elisha says unto her in verse 2, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thine house? And we read that she has uh, the vessels. And is Brother Stewart in the house? Brother Stewart's in the house somewhere. Oh, hi, Brother Stewart. Get, get, some, get some buses. And I'll fill them. <laughs> get some buses and I'll fill them. <laughs> so because we're family and I'm just sharing story time here with you, I'm going to tell you. When Bishop came to me, I'm be very vulnerable. He came to me, he said, I think we're going to get a bus. And I was like, okay, a bus is cool. Let's get a bus. And then he, within two minutes, he said, I think we're going to get four buses. And I was like, hey, hold on. Hold on. Why don't we get one bus and fill the one bus and see how we're working the one bus. And once we get the one bus get going, then we'll get two and then we'll get three and then we'll get four. And Bishop, just the cool way Bishop does it. He told me that. He said, I'm so crazy to believe that if we buy four, God will fill four. <laughs> and he's doing it. 128 in Sunday school last week. And parents are coming with their children. Woo, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Bishop, for your vision. Thank you for following God. Thank you, Brother Stewart, Brother Sloss. So, okay, back to story time. This is how I do it with my kids, too. You could ask them. Well, when they were little. We don't have story time anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. So we go into verse 8, the Shunammite woman. And it fell on a day that, and this is where I really want to, to go today right here. It fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where there was a great woman, a woman of status, a, you know, wealthy woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. So he was probably wanting to just run through McDonald's and grab a quarter pounder 
with cheese, no onion, ex extra mayonnaise, and a large Coke. <laughs> He's probably just wanting to run through McDonald's and get going on his way. And this little lady stopped and said, hey, hold on, hold on, just why don't you come to my house? And he, and he probably said, no, no, I'm just going to run through McDonald's and go home or go my way. And she started, the Bible says she constrained him. She laid hold on him. She probably grabbed his arm, not forcefully, this little woman, because she was a godly woman. But she probably started saying, listen, Sister Murray, I got some fried chicken going. <laughs> I got some fried chicken. And you know Sister Letaria's mac and cheese? Yeah. yeah. And he probably still said, oh, I know, but, and just fighting it. And then she said, and how about those dinner rolls that are better than Red Lobster? All right, all right, all right. I guess if you twisted my arm, I guess I'll go to your house. <laughs> and she goes to, she goes, or he goes to her house. Uh, she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God. In the commentaries that I was reading back then, just like now, when she says, I perceive that this is a man of God, back then there were a lot of men that were saying they were men of God. We were talking about this last night, weren't we? And they say they're men of God, and they sound, they have that sound kind of. Uh, so she had to watch. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, pull that up. I know it's there. What does it say? It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. All right? <laughs> that little lady had to take a second and say, wait, I, I perceive this is the real deal. This ain't no, you know, I'll stop there because I could say a lot. <laughs> Lord, I only want to say what you want me to say, Jesus. Oh, help me, God. <laughs> but try the spirits. See if they be of God. You'll know their fruits. You'll see their fruits. And she said, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber. I, I ask thee, please, honey, what do you think about this? Let's, let's set in there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. It shall be when he comes to us, he shall turn in thither. It fell on a day that he came thither, he turned into the chamber, and he said to Gehazi, his servant, call that little Shunammite. When he called, she stood before him. Uh, here again, commentary say she stood in the doorway. She was a very careful lady. To not let her good be spoken evil of. I'll just let that go. Uh, she stood in the doorway. And um, he said to, to Gehazi, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or the captain of the host? He's basically telling her, do you want me to go before the king? Do you need any special favors? Do you want me to go to the captain of the host? I can go to the, the captain of the army. Do you need extra protection? What do you need? I, I can, you know, I'm good with them. They'll, they'll do what I ask them to do. And her answer, 
she said, I dwell among my own people. She said, I'm good. I don't need anything. I'm good. I dwell among my own people. I feel safe here. I wonder why. She didn't have any children, and we're going to see that in the next verse here. She didn't say like, like Hannah. I mean, Hannah was so distraught about not having children. Her husband, she was down and depressed and, man, couldn't function in life. And her husband finally said, am I better to you than ten sons? Somewhere this little Shunammite woman got some settlement in her spirit that, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she just, it does say her husband was old, so maybe she lost hope. I don't know, but either way, she told the man of God, I'm fine. So verse 14, he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily she hath no child and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. She said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto me. So the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father. We know the story. He goes out with the reapers with his father. He has what appears to be sunstroke. Anybody have had heat stroke, sunstroke before? You feel like you're dying. <laughs> well, in this case, this little guy... Father tells one of the young men, take the lad to his mother. Take the lad to his mother. Take the lad to his mother. Mamas, don't get upset when daddy says, hey, he's sick, go see your mama. Don't get frustrated and say, oh, but babe, he's sick and I need help around the house. And why can't you take his temperature? And why can't you put him in a bed of uh, cold water or whatever? No, you know, there's a reason because nobody's going to take care of that little baby like mama's going to take care of that baby. <laughs> Nobody is like the one who, who carried that baby. No one's going to fight for that baby or protect that baby like mama will. <laughs> Amen. So the young man takes the lad to mama. Young lad sits on mama's laps and lap until noon. At noon, child dies. We go from there. She gets the child. And she goes back to where it all started. And she lays that child. <laughs> she lays that child on the bed of the man of God. And she said, I built a place in my house in my life for the things of God. I built this. And now that the troubles come, I'm taking it back. When the good times were here, I built this in the good times. So when the bad times come, I'm taking it back to where it all started. She took that little baby. She laid him on the bed. She shut the door. She didn't prepare for death. She prepared for the miraculous. She goes on, goes to her husband once again, baby, can you send a young man with me and a donkey? She doesn't even wait for him to question, what are you doing? Because she's up front with him, Bishop. And somewhere there's a trust established because he doesn't even question her that. He's just like, you know what? Uh, she, she, yeah, 
She's earned my trust. Whatever she says, I don't have to sit here and ask her 50 million questions. So she went over and she said, <laughs> she said, I need a young man and a donkey. And he said, she said, I'm going to see the man of God. And he said, why? It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. It's not Sunday or Thursday night prayer meeting. Why? And her response, and he trusted her response, it shall be well. It shall be well. She said, I'm going to go run to the man of God and I'm coming right back. Verse 23, 24, I'm sorry. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive, you drive that car. Don't you slack not thy riding for me unless I tell you. Now that wouldn't be my kids. They go driving and I'm like, hey, slow down. Hey, you're going past the speed limit. You're two, you're two miles past the speed limit. You're going to get a ticket. <laughs> I'm that kind of mother. <laughs> well, I was when they, were, when they first were starting to drive. I'm not like that anymore, am I, Isaac? No comment. Okay. <laughs> Good answer, baby. Good answer. No answer. Good answer. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Serious here. And she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Look at that right there. He saw her from afar off and recognized who she was. Why? Because they spent time together. Because she built a place in her life for the things of God. And now that trouble was here? I know her. I know her. She prays when the times are good. She fasts when there's no reason to fast. She's faithful to the house of God when her health is good, when her marriage is good, when her finances are good, when everything's sunny and shiny. She's faithful. I know her. There's something wrong. There's something going on. Go, run, meet her, Gehazi. See what's going on. Gehazi goes, meets her. What is her answer? It is well. Gehazi, is everything right, okay with you, your husband, your child, is, your household, is everything good? It is well. She stays on task. She goes to find the man of God. She grabs him by his legs, I believe. And Gehazi gets ready to tell her, hey, hold on. And Elisha says, let her be. Her soul is vexed within her and the Lord hath hid it from me. And hath not told me. Then she said to the man of God, did I desire a son, my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then Elisha tells Gehazi, gird up thy loins. Take my staff in thy hand. Go. Go to that house. Lay my staff on that child's face. Run. Don't let anything stop you. Go. And the mother of the child said, does this sound familiar? Maybe this, is, maybe this sparks something in Elisha's mind. The mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth. Sound familiar? 
And as thy soul liveth, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Maybe that did something to Elisha. Because he remembered when I was trying to get that double portion. <laughs> I ain't going. I'm, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth. She said, I ain't leaving. As, pers as, as perseverant as you were for the double portion is the same perseverance I have to see my miracle. And I ain't leaving. The same perseverance that he shows is the same perseverance that I have to have. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Baby, I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm just going to say it. Some people call you a bull in a child closet. I call you a mover and a shaker, baby. Do it, honey. Do it. Because what you do as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. The people will do as well. The people will do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let it be so, God. Let it be so. Thank you, Jesus. When he hears that from the lady, he gets his self together and he goes with her. He goes back to the place where it first started. He looks at Gehazi. Gehazi said, I put the staff on his face, nothing. Number one. So Elisha goes into the bedroom, shuts the door. If you read back in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 21, maybe Elisha's trying to do the same thing he saw his predecessor do. Elijah stretched himself upon the child just a little bit before this and cried unto the Lord and said, Oh Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come to him again. And it happened. The child sneezed, the Bible says, seven times. So maybe... At that point, Elisha said, hey, I saw, I saw Elijah do this before. The staff didn't work. I'm going to go in and try what my predecessor did. He went in there, did it, but the child was still dead. If you read the scripture, Elisha comes out. He starts pacing the house. He's going to and fro. I don't know what he's thinking, but I know what I would be thinking. Okay. Third time he goes in there, lays on the child, prays, lays on the child, child comes back to life. That's significant in what I'm getting ready to say here in just a few moments. Sometimes our miracles aren't going to come the same way. They're not going to come. You may have prayed one day and fasted two meals and saw a little bit of breakthrough. So you think you could do that again to see another miracle? 
And sometimes it's not going to happen right away. Sometimes, sometimes if the miracle comes easy, it'll become, uh, you just don't appreciate it. You just, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for. <laughs> you won't appreciate it. But the miracle won't always come the same way. Now, this is what I think is so, this is what intrigues me right here. So if we go back to the history of Elisha, the miracle happened fast. Mantle on the water, water split, walk through. Goes, gets a, a, a salt and, and a cup and throws it in the water. The water's healed fast. Tells the woman that's husband died, get some vessels, fill them up, done. All these are happening fast. What, what was with this one? Was this a, a place of proving? Now the child has a great testimony, but now the mama and maybe now the man of God. Maybe all three of them are tied into this miracle. There's something to learn, all three of them. Sometimes we think that we're going through things just for ourselves. But there are children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, children in this house, people of God. And you, you say, man, this, this, I'm going through this with my loved one. I'm going through this. And God's saying, yeah, you're going through it with them because I'm trying to teach you something too. Okay, 1238. Let's stay focused because I still got about an hour worth of going. Just joking. <laughs> I told you it was going to be 15 minutes or two hours. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so let me turn my paper here. So now, the bed. We're going to skip. Go to chapter 8, verse 1. The table, the stool, the candlestick. I'm just going to say this before I move on. A table represents a place where one eats food or will write. For the purpose of today... We're going to say it represents food, where you sit down to eat. A stool is a symbol of office or authority, a king. God says, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. A candlestick, something that brings light in a dark room or situation. I'm saying that to say this, 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 1. Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise. And go thou in thine household and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. Remember that table she built for him? Now there's famine coming, and now it comes full circle. The man of God's telling her, get out of here, famine for seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the, however you want to say this, Philistines, 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 however, seven years. Verse 3, and it came to pass at the, at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. 
Land represents fruit, the fruit of your land. It represents growth. It also represents prosperity. Your land, your children, the fruit, your seed. Verse 5. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had, I'm sorry, verse 4. And the king walked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. So here we go. The woman is back. She had left to, for seven years because there was a famine. But now she's back, and guess what? Her property's gone. They took her property. And the Bible says she went before the king for her and her household. She went before him. She said, okay, wait, I, this belongs to me. Those backslidden children, they belong to me. That peace of mind that I haven't had for a while, that belongs to me. That joy that I haven't been able to find, that belongs to me. I've been gone for seven years, but I'm back. And I want what belongs to me. I may have been gone for seven years, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm fighting for what belongs to me. We think so oftentimes that what we're fighting, we're fighting just for us. It's not just about us. It never has been. It never has been. We're fighting for souls. We're fighting for children. We're fighting for our destiny. We're fighting for our kids' destiny. We're fighting for the destiny of this church. We're fighting for, for, for our mind. The battlefield of the mind. Going back to chapter 8. Listen to this. Okay, and it came to pass, the candlestick, God just shines in the perfect time. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how, because, okay, verse 4, the king talks with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, tell me, I pray thee, tell me all the great things that Elisha's been doing. And while the king's asking Gehazi, tell me about this, the lady's saying, hey, she's making her appeal. Hey, this land is mine. This land is mine. I need my lamb back. And as the lady's doing this, the king kind of just puts her off and starts talking to Gehazi. Tell me all these great things Elisha's been doing. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life. That behold the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, my lord, O king, this is the woman. And this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer saying, restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Restore everything. God put shine the light, that candlestick, the things that you build in your life for God, for the things of God. Do not despise those. Hold on to those because there's going to come a time. It's called the law of harvest. It's called the law of harvest. It's going to come back. You will reap what you sow. You will reap. If you don't faint not, you're going to reap what you sow. Keep fighting, mama. This is the Mother's Day message for today. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Don't stop. Your children are dependent on you. Your destiny is dependent on you. It's all yours. God's going to restore unto you the years that the caterpillar and the canker worm has eaten up. Don't Stop fighting. 
Don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting. Prepare a place for the things of God in your life. Don't stop fighting. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's only by His Spirit. Let's stand to our feet today. Stand to our feet. I encourage you today. Fight. 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 I feel this right now. There's a mama in this house right now that has contemplated leaving your family this week. God forbid, you're tired, you're weary. You don't realize that you're fighting for the victory of your children. Don't leave. Do not walk out on your family. It's time to come back to where it all started. It's time to come back to where it all started. You gotta keep praying, keep fasting. Jesus name. Let's lift our hands right now. Let's lift our hands right now. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you. Teach our hands. Come on, somebody in the middle of this building right now ought to lift up your voice in his presence. Come on. I know it's Mother's Day. I know you got your Sunday best on. But I wonder if there's any women in the building that would kick off your shoes, step over that pretty purse that's sitting next to you and march your way down to the front of this building with your hands lifted and say, I'm back and I came to get everything that God said belonged to me. Come on, I need some mamas in the building uh, that got a made of mind. Uh, I need some grandmamas in the building uh, that got a made of mind. Uh, come on, there's got to be some women uh, in Zion right now uh, that know how to open your mouth uh, and begin to declare uh, the word of the Lord uh, over your marriage, uh, the word of the Lord uh, over your children. Uh, the word of the Lord over your household. Come on, somebody. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He shall live and shall not die. He shall live and shall Shall not uh, die right now. Come on. Uh, in the name of Jesus, open up your mouth, woman of God. Uh, open up your mouth, young lady. Uh, open up your mouth uh, and begin to pray. Uh, devil, you can't have my son. Uh, devil, you can't have my daughter. Uh, devil, you can't have my marriage. Uh, devil, you can't have my destiny. Uh, Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, somebody open up your mouth. Hey, give me my stuff. Give me my. Come on, say, give me my stuff. Give me. Yala mashata yala bosaya. Uh, 
in Jesus' name. Come on, I know it's Mother's Day, uh, but there's a miracle in the building. Uh, I know it's Mother's Day, uh, but there's a breakthrough in this house. Uh, I know it's Mother's Day, uh, but it's Miracle Day. Uh, she didn't prepare for death. Uh, she prepared for the miraculous. Uh, hey! Uh, somebody lift your voice. Uh, up your voice come on come on I didn't carry this thing just to let it die I didn't carry this thing just to watch it suffer I didn't carry this thing hey give me my stuff come on woman of God lift your voice God, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. God, I'm not leaving this place without my answer. I'm not leaving this house without my breakthrough. I'm not leaving this place without my miracle. Come on, are there any women in the building that would just get a hold of what God said today? Are there any women in the building that would begin to pray until demons tremble? That would begin to pray until chains are broken? That will begin to pray until strongholds fall? That will begin to pray? Hey, come on! Go ahead and take dominion. Go ahead and pray with power. Yes. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now I need some men that'll get in here and start to pray this morning. Come on, I need some men that'll help me pray in the building right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes.
women with a revelation uh, that your prayers uh, are pushing back the darkness uh, that your prayer right now uh, there's a miracle happening right now yes 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 go ahead there it is there it is Bro! 